Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Welcome to the show. This is Get Big Out Loud with Oh, most amazing, most amazing, Carrie, Carrie Knudsen. Uh, and this show is like the best. I don't even understand how she puts these together and how they come in at the perfect time because it is it is that kind of thing. When I think about intuition and connectivity, this is where Carrie is in the sweet spot of life. And what I mean by that is if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen her shows, if you haven't seen her live, if you haven't been to any of her, if you're, if you haven't, you want to learn how to be a speaker, she does all that. She's going to help you with all that. But the one thing she and I, I think noticed here recently, otherwise she would not have picked this for her show. I am pretty sure she would not have the case for nature. The case for nature. Before we even get rolling, I want to just tell everybody, go to Knutson Speaks. And I'm going to spell it K-N-U-T-S-O-N speaks.com because that's what she does. She has been out there. COVID didn't stop her. Nothing stops her. She expanded. She left her day job. She's out there full time. She's helping create this world that inspires us. But today... It's all about the nature, Carrie. Isn't it all about the nature? Yes, we're talking about a case for nature today, Dr. Pat. And thank you for your beautiful intro. That warms my heart. Um, the, the, we are in synchronicity because we tend to pick topics and then uh, they're just right what we need to talk about right at the moment. Yeah. And the reason case for nature came up, I was thinking about how much nature can teach us and what we can learn from it. And then at the same time, how much we're pulled away from it in our modern society and how we need to like we can reframe our idea about what does it mean to be in nature or connect with nature and what it can teach us that it would be a good topic because i thought a lot of people might be thinking about that how can i reconnect with nature without hiking a 14er uh without because that's in colorado that's what we think of as connecting with nature you just spend all day hiking a 14er and then you can connect <laughs> that's what jessica does if you say that to jessica she's like what mountain am i gonna climb that's our little hiking jessica right hiking kayaking but there's another version of it, right? And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about being in a world, and don't get me wrong, I love futuristic sci-fi metaverse. I love to em embrace this imagination of people. But when push gets to shove, I'm taking my shoes and my socks off and I'm walking out in my backyard. Know what I mean? Yeah, well, when we crave connection and we crave to get back to what we know we're human beings we're not robots so we do need when we think about being in an office building all day or in our homes all day or looking at a screen all day or multiple screens all day and having like air conditioned air to breathe and manufacture it we're thinking about even the food that we get that's been heated up a bunch of times like the the idea of like what do we crave when most people say they want to go on vacation it's to a place that is beautiful it's to see something of beauty. It's to 
do something they can't do in their regular lives because yeah. we need a break from that. And even like you said, just going outside in your backyard sometimes or having plants in your house or listening to the sounds of nature can be enough to reconnect us. But we are part of nature. And that's what I want to talk about today's show. We're not so disconnected from it. We are it. We are part of it. And thinking about that, I think can help not only just as a as a way to think about like how do I want to live a more fulfilling life, but what we need to reduce stress, mm-hmm. to to stop feeling like to when we feel overwhelmed or when things that can relieve anger and tension and things that can reframe time, success and achievement for us. Right. All that ties into, I think, what nature can provide for us. So it's not just like, oh, it feels kind of good to be outside. I think it can have really long term benefits yeah. in, in all kinds of our lives. It saved me, and um, most of you may or may not know this, but I have been back east taking care of my best friend, who was very, very sick. I mean, it's a miracle she's here today, but she lives in a beautiful place in New Jersey, and so part of our recovery process was once she could walk, is get her up and walk in her where she lives. She lives in this beautiful. They don't make townhouse developments like this anymore. But when Linda bought here, it was beautiful. I mean, deer, of course, eating her plants, but deer, <laughs> but the deer and the land. And, you know, I have some of those pictures on my phone. I didn't get them to Emily, but, but just getting out and walking the little dog a couple of times a day, it rejuvenates us. Tell us about that from your perspective, especially from why we need to connect with nature as part of the natural world. Well, part of it is our regulatory system. When we think about when we get dysregulated or stressed out, a lot of that is amped up through artificial means, like the pace of life, according to TV, radio, the internet, the news is go, go, go as fast as you can, further, faster, longer, whatever you want to say. There's no really other message saying, hey, why did you slow down a bit or everything in its own time, or you're probably doing okay. Like there's, there's not a, 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 or that voice might be there, but it's not as loud. And I think that's the voice we find in nature when you can be outside or, or even connect with ideas of nature through pictures or sounds that nature has a sound to it and a rhythm to it. And I love that we don't look at flowers and be like, oh, you're not all the same. Why don't you all bloom at the same time? You're not just like everyone. Like we look at them and think, oh, look at how cool this one is. Look at how cool that one is. And I attribute attribute that to people. We bloom in our different times. We Sometimes it's not quite our season yet. Sometimes we're in a rest phase. And I feel like nature offers us so much opportunity to learn about the pace, the actual pace of life, instead of the constructed pace yeah. of life, which is be busy, do more always. Even when we say, um, when if I asked you, how was your day today, Dr. Pat, you would tell me the things you did. Well, I did this and then I did this and then I did this. And then it's almost like getting a sticker for your sticker chart for how productive you are. <laughs> right? how, and the real question is how productive were you? Were you? Did you get a lot done? Because if I say, how was your day? Again, most people go, well, this and this and this happened and I did this versus like, well, I felt these things or I had these experiences. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I did took care of myself. In way. So, so we reframe nature allows us when you look at nature, there's no competition it's everything in its own time. And and that allows us to reframe our own experiences sometimes in, in terms of thinking like I'm in my own season of growth or I'm slowing down um, because I need to, you know, harness some energy so I can grow again later, or I need to um, yeah. 
sometimes you know when you hear if you're if you're on a walk or something and you hear the busyness of some birds when they're just like everyone's chirping all at the same time and i think like sometimes you're in that frenetic excitement part of life or you need connection so i just think it offers us a lot of opportunity to observe our pace as a as a kind of a man-made let's say or industrial kind of thing versus the actual pace of nature which we are a part of yeah i mean let's talk about uh, uh for me uh, let, let me answer your question uh, so i am back in our office today and that uh, i always get asked in the background what is that uh, wall hanging you have? Now I've got things in the background. That's my rubber tree plant and that's my other plant. And, but that's my window. And I, we've selected this office because we're up on the highest floor here and we're surrounded by in, like in a tree house. My office is like in a tree house. But when I got into the office this morning and I've been away, like I've said, I've been away for several months and I got in here early Jessica had been taking care of my plants. Thank you, Jessica. Amazing job. I know that is like a stretch, but we finally had a light bulb go on where we said, oh my gosh, just bring them into the office so you don't have to keep going to my house. And what I've noticed fascinating to me is I love plants. I'm a girl from the Bronx. So people say, why? But here's what I love. It is, nature is so forgiving. Let's talk about this. If there was one thing we could learn from nature, it is how forgiving nature is. Now there's one plant at home that didn't make it, but Jessica will be glad to know that as of this morning, even though it looked like it didn't make it, it was like poking its green things up to grow again, right? Can't we learn things from nature? Can we talk about that? Let's, what do we learn from you know, the, the wild animals, I mean, Canadian geese all over New Jersey, just everywhere. But what is it that, that you could share with us about what, what nature teaches us, kindly teaches us? Yes. Well, I think when you look, you put up some great examples of like plants, animals, even the elements that we see around us, like of, of nature and um, trees, anything that you see, flowers, I feel like it's not necessarily becoming like a botanist or anything to learn about the cycles. I think it's observing them and thinking of what do, when you think about animals and their instincts around survival, around their, and around their either individuality or group packed mentality. When you, when you see animals in nature and you observe them, what's interesting is when you take away the need to achieve they're not really like they're in competition for food, but they're not achieving. Who's the most beautiful deer out here? Who's the fastest flying bird? Who's the whatever? I feel like human beings make everything a competition. Who's the fastest? Who's the best? Who's the furthest? And I think when you see nature, you learn like, oh, I'm part of a cycle. So I'm connected to this and the way they're connected to this. I think nature just shows that. And I think nature also shows you resilience, like in your plants, like with a little love and a little bit of water, sometimes what looks dead can come back to life. And you see the innate resilience in the thing itself to survive. And I feel like noticing those cycles, like, like I'm going to bring up a lot of things, but I think if you think about too, the, the cycles of a tree that we're going to experience now in the fall, and you see the trees are going to change in their own time, but they all are going to change and they're going to lose something. 
they're going to lose the beauty that they had, the, the lush greenness of the summer. And they're going to go into the change of the fall and then the really huddled up moments of winter where we go inside. And thinking about ourselves and our cycles, the way we transition through times of our lives, through situations, through relationships. I feel like there's lessons out there and in any way you look to nature and sometimes you're resilient like that little plant that you gave some water to sometimes you're in a season of change in your own life and you reflect on that sometimes you see the value of working together in a group or a pack to get something accomplished sometimes you see the value of your own desires and needs without comparison so i feel like nature offers at every turn an opportunity if you're aware of it what and i think i would encourage people to ask themselves what can i learn from nature like what lessons become apparent to me as i just observe as yeah. i just experience what what would you take from it if your mind was open to it i love that question i want to tell you something what i observed you asked me this morning and i i went around i talked to all the plants here in the office but i observed something sitting between sierra and emily uh, at in in their office, um, they put several of the plants. They put two of them, two African violets, which Linda got me. And it, and there's a joke. She's like, Pat, you can't kill these. Just water them from the bottom. <laughs> um, and she's right, but I couldn't get them to flower. And I walked in there this morning, and I noticed these things on plants now. And I walked in there, and apparently, sitting between Emily and Sierra. One or both of them must have flowered. I can see the little flowers on them. Yes. And I just thought to myself, how beautiful, right? Whatever their energy is, whatever that environment is in there, it was definitely better than on my kitchen windowsill, okay? I I don't think they locked me washing, washing my dishes. But this is a level of connection that we can make. And can we talk about this for a minute on... Sometimes people think we have to get on a plane and go to another country or even go to another state. And I think what we're talking about is in our society, we have to remember or figure out a way to get back to that thing that created us, the nature and the natural order of things. Mm -hmm. What have you found has worked for yourself? Because you're busy. I know you are, you know, you're, I, I said it earlier, full-time in your business, speaking, coaching, coaching people to speak, right. uh, all of that. Yes. But what, what have you done? So I noticed for me, what's interesting. And even last week I had five speaking events in four days and I was wow. like, oh my God, Friday's like, I'm tired, like, but good tired, right? Like I love this work so much. I love speaking to groups of people all over the place. And I feel, I find it very fulfilling but I also need, when you think about balance, how you find balance from that go, go, go mentality and the connection, sometimes it's the piece of just being being in the moment and not doing something. And so one of the things I think that I just want to speak to that you said so beautifully is you anticipating those those flowers openings, like those African violets and being like, when are they going to open? And I wonder about the little miracle. I think noticing things in nature, it's like happening with or without us noticing. But when we notice, it's like an exchange of, I feel like a secret of life, right? Like, fuck, 
at the beauty that exists. Look at the little miracle that happened. Look at look at this thing I'm paying attention to outside of my achievements or my bank account or my calendar. Look that I'm I'm taking time to like care about a flower opening up or thinking like that. And to me, this is very random, but we've been watching the spider. It's called a cat face spider. Um, build an incredible oh. like and it's by our garage and we're always checking on that spider and I'm, I'm normally scared of spiders but i'm so intrigued by this interesting looking one and um i feel like it's in a safe space it can have a safe space and but but the kids noticed it and it noticed its web and then it noticed it's laying eggs and then it noticed how it wrapped up beetles that it found and like we're into the life of this spider like you wouldn't believe and i kept thinking what is noticing done for me what slowed me down, it's helped me to focus on something other than me and what I'm doing. And when I think about being outside in nature and like being excited with my kids about this web and the latest developments in the spider community, mm-hmm. it's it's not talking about something that's fabricated, like through a TV show or through a video. It's something that's mm-hmm. happening in real life. And I feel like that noticing aspect is just a focus away from all our, most of us are like a million miles a minute. And I feel like nature offers us a chance to refocus. And I'll, I'll say the same thing as when I'm watering my plants around my house, or when I'm tending to my own garden outside, which is just this little patch. It's nothing like to write home about, but I get so much joy in when a flower booms, or I, I feel devastated too when I'm like, oh, that guy didn't make it. What did I could I do better? Right. <laughs> so I just feel like it's a chance to really focus um in in a way that I, I feel like some people benefit, they'll say the same thing about meditation. I really can just focus on my breathing and just get to my sense of self. I feel like when you're engaged with nature and the power of seeing the magic of the spider or seeing the flower opening or for me anytime the I hear the ocean I don't even have to be at the ocean I put ocean sounds on my phone sometimes just to feel that connection I call it the heartbeat of the world like I feel like it for me it it calms it takes me from here because I run really high you can tell how I talk fast think fast (laughs) act fast I have horrible impulse control I just do it um that this is the panacea to that. It's a, it's a way to other that experience um, without me trying to sit cross-legged and breathe and focus. It, it's yeah. another way to do that. So that's, that's what helps me in real life without going yeah. to another country or hiking up a mountain, which I think would be amazing things if you could do it. But sometimes you have to look in your own backyard or on your city street or on your windowsill or in the corner of your garage for the spider. Like you have to notice and nature is, is everywhere. So it, it's, it's finding how to connect with nature mm-hmm. instead of away from it. And even if it's, it could be small things, it doesn't have to be huge. I love that you're talking about this because it, it doesn't have to be huge. It is just noticing and being aware and awake to notice. I mean, simple things like when I came home, I took time to reacquaint myself with my home and my yard. And, you know, I have this, uh, what do you call them? It's a wind chime, but they're made out of glass. And inside the glass are these pictures of dragonflies embedded inside the glass. And dragonfly, one of my totem. But I noticed something over the weekend. I've got them on a hook outside in this planter, plant that died. 
but I've got it out there. And I notice this little dragonfly is flying, flying, lands on the hook. And I thought, oh my gosh. So my brain says it knows that in the glass is a picture of a dragonfly. Of course, I don't know if it knows or not. Right. But it was such a beautiful moment to see this beautiful glass image of a dragonfly and then an actual dragonfly landing on it. And it's a moment that if you stop long enough, it's a precious memory. See, mm -hmm. I don't think nature has ever disappointed me. Oh, yes. That's, you know, I don't yeah. think so. I love what you said, too. If you if you if you notice it, it can be a precious memory if you notice it. And that's, again, just shifting your mind from the busyness of your next thing on your to-do list and your achievements and all the things we have to get done to say, I just noticed a dragonfly land on this chime and of a dragon. And it was special to me. Right. And I just, I'm sure you're into your heart rate probably went down. Your brain stopped going for yeah. a moment. You've tucked that away as a sweet little miracle moment. And, and then life comes at you again, but it still existed. And I think in that moment for you, that was really special. Right. It was. It was special. And, you know, I live in a beautiful place. I mean, I grew up on the East Coast where Linda lives is absolutely gorgeous. New Jersey, the part of New Jersey is the best kept secret on the planet. This part of Jersey. Right. Nobody knows about it. Right. It, it's like all like West Central Western. Right. There's a reason that you call New Jersey the Garden State. Very good reason. But then I come home here and we have not had rain here at all and not planning to have rain here but yet the beauty here these tall tall beautiful trees that are so ancient so old mm -hmm. when we come back i want to talk with you about this we're going to take a short break here in a minute but i, I want to talk to you about what we just said sometimes you have to stop you have to stop your busyness you have to stop and it's a conscious effort right you have to stop. But before we go to break, I would love everyone to know, how do they find out about you? Tell us about the coaching you do for people, not just coaching them as a life coach, but also speaking coaching and how people can get a hold of you. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Yeah, you can go to KnutsonSpeaks.com. It's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And what I call it Knutson Speaks is it encompasses everything I do, which is speak on topics related to psychology. And order, I say what I do is take psychology off the couch and bring it to people to help our make our lives better. But then also speaking for impact, how to help other people be better speakers. The world needs better speakers. And I have not figured it out, the exact formula, but I have been practicing and practicing and I have some good tips and ideas. And so I love to work with people to, bring, to help with confidence, whether it's a small group or you're doing a conference or you're running a meeting or you're giving a toast, whatever it is. I think that idea of we don't have to be great public speakers. We should just be great speakers. And, and we have a lot to share. So I do that sort of work. And then I do work on individual coaching for people who want to improve their lives. And it, all of it comes under the guise of Knutson Speaks. It's me speaking and talking. And then I have a one-woman show around our life lessons and stories that we learned. So that's my umbrella of Knutson Speaks. And you can get all that information on my website. When we come back, we're going to talk about actual things we need to do. But the idea of stopping is so important. And stopping happens in a lot of ways. Our mind, how do you stop our mind? And I got myself caught up in like a thing. I have had an orange SUV, 
it has to be at least six years. I don't know if my previous life, beautiful orange, this particular company, car company produces one of the most beautiful candy, almost like a candy apple orange. Now I will tell you, they stopped making the car in this color. I tried to get another orange one for this lease. There are only seven in the United States. And in order for me to get one, I would have to drive to Coeur d'Alene in Idaho. And I decided not to. I decided it was so complicated, just so many things about it. And so I picked a color card that even shocked me to pick. And people said to me, how do you go from orange to that color? Now, it has to do with nature. It has to do with other things. But color is such an important aspect in how we connect with nature. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. The Cause It's Easy approach is an easier path in making your life simple. No matter what trauma you may have experienced in your life, you can feel positive, confident, and learn to laugh and have fun again. Coach Easy is an empowered empath and believes that having God in your life is the key to giving you the courage to chase those demons right out of there. Learn to set boundaries, be whoever you want, and do whatever you want without worrying what anyone else thinks. The best is yet to come. Let Coach Easy show you the easy way there. Visit CauseIt'sEasy.com. Get ready to step into a level of self-worth never before experienced on The Ohm Show with Tanya Butson. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You will shift from longing to creating to discover that there is something better. You will never settle for being in a state of perpetual darkness again. For more information and to connect with Tanya, visit OrganicallyMeta.ca. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Does your life often feel like an emotional Hey, everybody, welcome back. Get Big Out Loud with Carrie Knudsen and me, Dr. Pat. I get to share this uh, experience, living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with her each month. Today, we're talking about the case for nature, and there's never been a time where we don't need to talk about this a little bit more than we generally do. Uh, whether you're driving in your car, putting the kiddos on the bus, whatever it is you're doing, going from here to there, the world is filled with ongoing ways for us to be in our busyness of life, but nature offers something so indescribable. Now, look, before we get rolling here, again, I want to mention how you can find out more about Carrie, KnutsonSpeaks.com, K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And then Emily is also putting her information uh, on the video version of this, the TV version of this, which is great. 
Carrie, thank you. Thank you so much for this. And thank you for this topic because it is super important. And, you know, in the busyness of me getting back and um, I'll be here for a little bit and, you know, I had to take this time to go out in my yard and I had to take this time. Uh, And a very bold rabbit, (laughs) very bold rabbit out there, had a conversation with the bold rabbit about my car. So here, for the first time, I think in my life, if if this is true, I am going to get a black SUV. But I will tell you, I'm negotiating with Ray up there in Nissan of Everett over there. Ray, great manager, amazing man. Can I take my vehicle, my black vehicle, and add color to it, even though it's a lease? So I wanted to talk to you a minute about color and nature. Mm-hmm. It, it's different. I think I don't think I've ever owned. Now I had a black Harley, but I don't. But even with the black Harley, I had orange flames on it. But you see how we relate to things. Nature is about color, even if the leaves are gone, the snow is white. But we notice colors of things. We notice the colors of geese flying in the air. We notice the color. You, right, tell us about this relationship and what can we do? Because we do not do one thing. We don't stop long enough, as Linda says, to smell the roses. Yes. And the idea I love, well, so everyone understands you, you got the black car instead of your orange car. And that's that was, I'm picking it up Friday. Yes. So we'll all be excited for you and your black it's car. Black. But tell, just tell everyone what you said, like your logo and all that, that it's actually, instead of just being a black car, you're reframing it as a what? A, a canvas. It's a canvas. And I and I we have these beautiful logos for our new network and channel. The logos were the first to come out. And I said to Ray, I said, can I get some kind of decal on here that will not be like, oh, my God, you ruined the paint job. Can I do that? Because I saw this black car as beautiful black, by the way, it's beautiful. It's no question. But then I saw it as this canvas that I wouldn't have been able to see the orange car as. You see what I mean? And that's what I think nature gives us. It gives us a canvas. We can always find a canvas to use our imagination, I think. Yes. And that's the idea of color is huge when we when our brain processes information, how we even see color. A lot of us see colors in different ways. If you describe something, some people say, oh, that's more purple or no, that's more pink or like, you know, that shade of blue or even the color turquoise has so many different variants. Right. So I think nature provides that stimulus in our minds for patterns and colors, but in a way that doesn't feel so frenetic. Like when you're watching a TV show with like ads and things and go and like that's at you versus when you are observing nature and you can see the color palette before you. And there's there's the work of this woman that I like, um, Ingrid Lee writes this book around being joyful what it means to bring joy and a lot of her stuff is with colors like how do we how do we bring colors and a lot of things like what does nature show us about colors and I think the idea of again even if you're walking on a city block and you observe something about the trees you pass right or this the way the sky looks or a bird you hear like that noticing takes you out of the frenetic headspace of go, 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 do, do, do. I'm late. What's next on my list. And the, like, I feel like a lot of times you could, if you weren't paying attention to what's going on, you could miss a lot of your, you can miss a lot of what's going on around you. And I, I, this is how I, how I describe it. Have you ever had a friend visit 
And then that friend's like, what's over there? What's that? What's that? And you're passing <laughs> every day. So you're like, I don't know. Like you're seeing it with fresh eyes because you have a new perspective. And I feel like nature offers you that chance to be like, what's in my own environment that I haven't seen? And that's, again, with the case of my kids noticing this really cool spider and spider web, like noticing it. And, and I feel like the colors of things are so interesting when you notice them. And it's the act of getting out of your busyness brain into your human brain. We are part of human nature. We're not away from it. So recognizing that. So I do think that nature affords us like in the sunset. Why do people take pictures of sunsets? Because they're amazing, Uh. right? (laughs) They're just, we're drawn to them. And so that's why even in our office spaces, when you think of the pictures that are up, sometimes if you can't get in nature, even seeing a picture of something in nature or smelling like some, I don't know, I have this lemon oil that I like to use that just like makes me like, I feel like this, like a breath of that feels good or fresh flowers in your workspace or something that brings color and light. That's why I love like pictures. I have this beautiful picture of a flower behind her that I just yeah. love. I love the richness of those pinks and the flower unfolding is like forever. fascinating. You could just look at that all day long. So I just, I think we can invite that. Um, and it takes a little bit of effort, which I think is worth it. If you looked around your own space and, and to be like, where, where do, can I invite nature in? Where can I go out to get nature? How can I visually have things that are pleasing to my eye? How can I smell things that are pleasing? And and I feel like nature offers us so many ideas mm-hmm. of, of how to do that. Yeah. You know, let's talk for a minute. You know, there are a lot of people that may be thinking, I'm not visual, but I am auditory. I am, you know, there's audio and there's also, uh, let's talk about something, the power of poetry for a minute, because yes. there are a couple of poems that you relate to. And yeah. I want to talk about poetry for a minute. The reason that this is important for me is because I really grew up basically illiterate. It was very difficult for me to read and write. I graduated high school. That's another story for another show. But reading and writing was not going to be at the top of my list in terms of graduating. And, uh, you know, it took me a really long time to really get my skills and learn different because I do learn different. But poetry always fascinated me, always fascinated me. Um, I actually past summer school because I had to bring a poem in and recite it. And of course, I couldn't read very well, but I memorized all of the words to Bob Dylan's Positively Fourth Street. And I came in and I held up a piece of paper. Of course, it had nothing on it. (laughs) And I read his poem. But there's something powerful about reading that poem. And it's something I call it a poem. But there's something powerful for people that don't necessarily see, but take the sounds in or read. Tell us about that for you. So I love the work of Mary Oliver. And I think she is a naturist through and through. And she, any poem of hers that you read, I feel like is so telling of how we could connect with nature, how we could think about nature. And also the longing for um, just being and not having to work for something or to achieve something and uh i i love some of her expressions around like the nature doesn't own anything yet it is so abundant and like so i want to share one of the poems that i just love um 
and it speaks to, to to me. This is it's from it's called Black Oaks, and it's it's just a segment of it. But the part that I love because I think it it reframes our idea of time and busyness. And this is what it says: Today is a day like any other. Twenty four hours, a little sunshine, a little rain. Listen, says ambition, nervously shifting her weight from one boot to another. Why don't you get going? For there I am in the mossy shadows under the trees. And to tell the truth, I don't want to let go of the risks of idleness. I don't want to sell my life for money. I don't even want to come in out of the rain. And that what, what spoke to me is like, how much of us, are, how, we're selling our lives for money, for paying our mortgages, for for feeling what our bank account needs. And the I, the risks of idleness, like don't take a break, don't relax always be going and she's here offering a complete other way of shifting that and i think the words that you can use and that's why i brought up it's to me just reading her poetry sometimes can help me reframe a moment Mm -hmm. and when i get into like am i selling my life for money right now like what is my life really about connecting with people and enjoying things or working, working, working. And if, if your life is working, 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 it's just an opportunity. It's not because you're bad. It's not a judgment. It's an opportunity to be like, is this really what I want? Is it, Can I reframe things for myself? Can I have some more balance? Is there an opportunity here? Not for judgment, but for curiosity. What might I do differently? What might I invite into my right. thought process? That might help me. So poetry is one thing that I love that helps me. And I think Mary Oliver's poems are just the pinnacle example of of beauty and beautiful poetry. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what we're saying. Whatever that sense is, whatever that is, we have senses and some of you have fifth and sixth senses. It doesn't matter. Whatever that way is for you to connect. I, I mentioned earlier, taking my shoes off, walking on the grass uh for me there's something about that that does it for me it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be very long but whatever that is for people it doesn't really matter does it it's just a connection carrie it is but this is what i'd encourage people to think about notice your resistance to taking any time to do that notice the resistance to stopping work stopping being productive stop doing something because when we're when we're when you're taking that moment to walk outside or take a breath of fresh air or like leave your desk to do, to go outside for a minute, it takes intention and notice your resistance to that. Like, Oh, this is silly or I don't have time or um, why should I need this? Or there's so much to do. Um, this is wasting time. Instead of seeing what it, what it gives you in terms of benefiting your nervous system to calm down, benefiting your body to move a bit, benefiting your sense of observation and connectedness benefiting i feel too sometimes when we think of what am i doing all this for if you if it's only money at the end of the day then it's it's empty so even connecting with like something bigger than yourself and your drive to achieve which might be your place in the natural order it might be your value as a human just being here on this earth without doing anything and this is what i this is my example we never look at a baby and be like what did you do today <laughs> get busy already <laughs> you know oh my gosh all you did was sleep and eat and poop and cry and laugh and sleep again oh my god like, it's funny right but the, the, but we treat ourselves like we better have some worthiness by our doing and i think 
that's if if you think about yourself as a human that needs sleep and love and time and food and 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 even how children observe the world what's this what's that what's this what's that like some of that curiosity that we tend to lose as adults i think we can easily find that again in nature why did this bloom that way look how cool that tree is it sure is windy today listen to the sound of the chimes when the wind hits it right or like I even think sometimes observing when we go camping, I could sit by the fire and watch fire flames for like hours. Somehow they're fascinating to me when you put another log on or when when it makes a crackling sound or how those smoke shifts. We just spent hours sitting literally observing fire and it's some of the best memories that we have. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's fascinating about the fire, isn't it? You know, because um, I don't know if it's the fire or the energy of transmutation from wood, right, to to heat, to smoke. I mean, it just it's beautiful. But I mean, you literally can stare at it. Uh, Linda said to me not too long ago when I was looking for a place to live and I live in a beautiful place now. But one of the things was I got to have a fireplace. And and in and here now, gas is the way to go. Uh, I don't think in our state you can actually burn wood anyway. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But it, I was so insistent upon it. And then when I found the place, the fireplace needed maintenance. And I said to Joe, I said, Joe, I really would like that to work. And he made it happen, not because of heat, but there's something about sitting there. And being mesmerized by the flames, right? Would you call it that? Yes, mesmerized. And that's how people feel when they look at a mountain or look at the ocean or look at fire. It's those things that you're like, oh my gosh, this is like a tiny miracle. And I think our <laughs> I think our best, most human selves relate to that magic, if you will, or that experience of seeing the force of nature and being mes- mesmerized by it. And And that's, again, if you can just notice what you need, what calms you down, like what, like recently I went on a trip to a beautiful place um, called Hans Peak. And I noticed, I noticed in myself, it took me three full days to, to get in sync with nature's rhythm. And so I had been so high and frenetic on everything I was doing that I, but I noticed by the third day, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting into the cycle of nature, like at, like around six, seven, eight, you know, when the thing starts getting darker and you get, sorry, you go to bed earlier and then you get up super early because the sun's up and like this, that cycle that you normally wouldn't have. And then I noticed like sitting by the fire and finding great enjoyment from that or sitting by the lake and just feeling everything kind of be like, oh, I'm getting in this cycle now, not in my fabricated, busy cycle that's dictated by my schedule and how many meetings I can have and how fast I can get someplace. And I noticed the juxtaposition and what did that? And it was the force of nature. It was the sheer force of nature being detached from technology, being off my schedule, but the force of the cycles of like, you have to go to bed at a certain time because there is no light (laughs) if you're camping, right? Like you have to like, the sun goes down and you're done and it's permission to be done. It's permission. And then the world that's open 24 hours where you can access anything all the time, get things delivered to you. I think when you're away in nature like that, you realize 
like we were saying, my husband and I were talking like, it's kind of nice because all we have is all we have. Like if we got canned beans one night and then we forgot whatever, we're eating canned beans. Like our expectations have yeah. drastically yeah. shifted. Even our kids were much more amenable yeah. to whatever we, because of course you leave stuff when you plan to go camping and you don't have everything. And, and I just thought just being with what you have, where you are in a space where nature sets the tone was healing for yeah. me. And I think back to the summer, that's one of my best memories of the summer was looking out over Hans Lake and just breathing in the colors, the sound and noticing my own regulatory system shifting as I, I got attuned with nature and didn't expect nature to get attuned to me. And that's, yeah. I think one of the lessons, like how can we attune ourselves to nature? Cause it knows the time clock. It knows how fast we should go. It knows it gives us a lot of lessons. You know, you brought up something and I want to really touch upon it. I know uh, it, it's something we don't think about, but one of the things that happened during our experiences over the past, uh, you know, three years with COVID is there was so many innovations that were done. We're using one right now. Thank you, Zoom. Um, but the other innovation, and I am going to call it an innovation, is called delivery. Oh, now, yeah. there was delivery before, but this is delivery with a capital D. And I got I got I got teased a little bit because I like delivery. I even like grocery delivery. And and Linda's like, just go to the store. And I'm like, you know what? Why not just have it delivered? I mean, I'm not having a special birthday cake. So it's an interesting idea and it saves me time and time that I could have to go on that walk. To, I mean, I'm a business owner and I fell in love with delivery over COVID. After, I, I mean, does that sound silly? But I did. I fell in love with delivery. I think a lot of people didn't think of it as an option before. And then all of a sudden it was a really good option. And exactly. when you think about, do you want to spend an hour walking up and down the aisle or do you want to like have it delivered? Like, I think when you, you do the, you know, gains losses thing, it depends on how you want to spend your time yep. Yep. and what's valuable to you and where your priorities might be. And I think that, that but you're right over the last three years, Amazon delivery services, groceries, uh, uh, Uber one delivering food and lift and like all the things that um, can be delivered. And, but you have to ask, I think yourself is like, at what, at what point do, are we consuming and getting things? And then how are we utilizing that time to our benefit? So if it's, if it's a convenience that allows us to spend more time online or more time with our butt in a seat doing work, um, then you have to say, is this, is it no. better that I go out of the house and get my own groceries because I need to shake things up? Or is it a, is it a time saver that allows you to do something else that that fills you up ping so pong it's the time that allows me to play ping pong i mean you know look <laughs> we're, we're talking about things that connect us with nature or connect us with the natural uh, ways of things we love how often have people talked about the fact that walking was essential to them being out in nature it's their sanity right and the example you gave this beautiful place that you went to just absolutely gorgeous. What can we say to help people? What tips do we want to leave people with here 
so that it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, you know, whether you have children you're caring for, job that you go to, overtime, whatever that is, what are your tips for people today? So when I think about, we're talking about the case for nature, the invitation would be to assess yourself in a way and assess your environment and, and your life in a way that says, am I bringing in nature or connecting with nature in a way that fulfills me? Or is there an opportunity where I could do that, that may bring a little joy, a little color, a little sense of this, the, your senses to life in terms of alleviating not just straight up suffering, because I don't think that's over suffering, but like in, to alleviate the blah of life or the din or the hum of the fluorescent light that is just like, no. And when you when you think about, again, I'm human. So I have some human things. I'm actually connected to nature, not away from it. I'm a part of it. So how am I showing up in my environments to connect to myself through nature and what can it give me? So would looking at your schedule and saying, I am going to get off my, you know, out of my desk for lunch and take a quick walk around. Um, even taking a walk around your office building, it might not be, it might be beautiful, but it might be getting you outside. Or if you think that's impossible, I can't ever get out. Like, can I bring some things in nature in sounds or plants um, or pictures or, or, or audio? Can I, can I do that? And can I pay attention in my life, as I'm moving through life, can I stop literally to smell the flowers? Can I stop to actually notice? Because I think it's in the noticing, even the like the bark of our tree out front it has shifted as the tree's gotten bigger and it's like getting thicker now. And it's in a stage of growth that we're like, oh my God, that bark is so scratchy <laughs> and cool. Like who cares? But yet it's so cool, right? And so thinking about like noticing things or when a flower comes up and you're all excited about it, um, to see like, uh, I, this is ridiculous, but the joy that I have, I, I brought a plant to life back in front that I thought was totally dead. And it had one little tiny flower that decided this season. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not dead yet. <laughs> so I just feel like the noticing of other things rather than me being so internal, which a lot of us are. What does this mean to me? What's the problem for me? What do I need to figure out for myself? What's wrong with me? Um, what do I need to do next? And it's all this kind of thinking. I feel like when you can connect to nature, you take that and you take all that energy and you just are with yourself and the world in a way that can be very calming, powerful, enlightening, beautiful, joyful, or even in the midst of like the winter storm, you'd be like, I'm cold and the wind is, look at the, look at nature whipping this up and look at how this feels. And even no, just noticing the power of nature and and in and our place in it. and remembering we're not so disconnected we are part of it and seeing how am i part of it and what can kind of, what kind of benefits could i get from actively engaging with it yeah and thank you for bringing this topic to the forefront today i mean it, it's one where we have to remind ourselves you know we have to remind ourselves uh, i know our lives are busy i know for me I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to go back and help help my best friend out um, that I I made a conscious decision to take that time. But even in the middle of that it was so important to remember the things you just shared with us today. It was so important to remember that whatever's going on around you, we have an enormous capacity to stop and literally smell the roses or not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, thank you. Again, tell people how they can get a hold of you and what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Sure. You can connect with me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. And I'm excited because I'm redoing my website and I'm excited to have even more access to videos and classes and other things that are coming up or that I, I'm pushing um, out of my comfort zone to see what I can offer because I think talking about issues in psychology and how we live as human beings is so valuable. So everything right now is at KnutsonSpeaks.com. And the, the the message I took some notes around what I wanted to, to leave you with today. And with a big, one of the biggest things is to remember we, and it's in our names, we are human beings. We're not human doings. So if you forget what your role is or your purpose in life, you just say, what am I? I'm a human being. We're not called human doings when we act like that all the time. So I'm a human being. So what does it mean to be? So I can, I can be either in the manufactured world or I can be in more of a real world in the pace of the real world. And also with the achievements of the real world, not some, some like manufactured. And I feel like that idea of connecting with nature is like the best part of us. It's the calmest part of us. It's the most curious part of us. The most interesting, the the part of us that can get excited when we see something growing or something cool in nature. Like I look up, what is a cat face spider? I can't tell you this whole summer. <laughs> look up cat face spider. You will be like amazed. Right? Um, but I think all those things are so vital. And that to remember you're a part of nature, not, not up, not apart, but a part. I'm a part of nature, not a part. And that whole idea too of like, not hurrying nature is part of not hurrying yourself and taking the lessons from the cycles of nature. So when nature is, when you feel the light wind versus the hurricane force, that's our life, right? Sometimes we're in, we're in a hurricane force kind of wind moment and sometimes we're like a light breeze, but what can we learn? What can we observe about ourselves? And what I really think too, if we can be intentional and and find satisfaction that again is the baseline of how we show up is to feel joy is to be calm is to enjoy things and have perspective like it's almost like coming back to our the best parts of ourselves that will help us for the journey so when you think about sitting at your desk and just working through lunch and like being busy and like um i, I encourage you to think like what look at my resistance and where can i add some things in nature in my life, whether that be getting up and going out into nature, whether that be inviting it in or finding ways to listen to it or being more observant in my planes, trains, cars, automobiles, subway rides, whatever it is, like, can I be more observant of it? And can I remember that indeed I am a part of it and act like it? What, Carrie, thank you so much for this. It's a beautiful reminder as we all get geared up for whatever we get geared up for. Pretty soon we'll be talking about popping into holiday season. And it has never been more important than it is now to really take those moments. And by the way, if you're around family and friends, invite them to do it with you. It's okay for the family to take their shoes and socks off and take a moment on the grass. It's okay. You know, unless, of course, you really value your time alone, then do that, too. Carrie, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Dr. Fat. Great show. Thank you. Awesome. Emily, thank you for putting all those amazing pictures in. And I want to thank all of you and remind you again about Carrie Knudsen just said, you know, this is the time to take a moment and first stop and then connect. Remember to do that. You will fill up your gas tank amazing energy. You'll have moments of bliss and enjoyment. 
And it's so simple to do. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.